Blog Talk Radio. Another month, another month here with Total Empowerment. I am your host, Angela Hardy. I'm excited as always to be here. It is a true honor that I get to reach out to so many people the first Thursday of every month. I mean, it just helps me start my month off right. And today's another hot topic. Woo! Well, let me tell y'all, I have been on a world tour. Um, I have been very blessed to see a lot of the world this year. I started off in January. I went to um, Mumbai, India. Then I traveled to UAE, Abu Dhabi, um, IN, and Dubai. Um, and just recently, last week, I came back from Costa Rica. So there's some other places in between there, but those are the you know major places outside of the country. So I say all that to say, in doing that, it's been fabulous. Now, you guys know me. Everything I say, it comes from a place of love, and it comes from the intentions of encouraging. So in no way am I bragging, um, but I am not one to dim my light so other light, so other people's light can shine. Um, so I believe in <laughs> telling the truth. And it's been fabulous, you all. It's been great. It's been my life dream to travel, to see the world. I don't know if you guys know this little trivia fact or this little piece of information, but the United States only makes up 4.4% of the world, you know, 4.4%. So 
having a passport allows you to kind of, a passport and visa in some cases, but allows you to see the rest of the world. Like there is so much world out there that we're missing out on. Um, and you may not have the desire to travel. You may have the desire to do something else. But all of this is going into living your dream. Right now, um, though there's still some times where I'm like, oh, Lord, come on, get me through this, I am living an unimaginable life, meaning this is this is something I imagine doing, but I'm doing it to a level like I'm like, oh, you mean I get to go to Costa Rica, India, and Dubai all in a matter of what? three, four months, it is amazing. It is rewarding. It is something that, you know, I give thanks for on a daily basis, but it's something that I had to make the decision to do. It's something that I had to make the choice to say, you know what, this is the life that I desire. This is, you know, these are my goals, and this is what I want to do. And it didn't start with yesterday. It started way back. It started way back in early childhood deciding on that I can do and be what I wanted, what I choose to have. But somewhere down the line, you know, it got tainted. Somewhere down the line, I was told money doesn't grow on trees. <laughs> so you better you better stop spending like you're going to get some more. And so somewhere down the line, I was taught and trained how to live in lack. Somewhere down the line, I was taught and trained to be fearful of everything and everybody, to study the news and feel like, oh, what I just saw will happen to me. Somewhere down the line, I was tainted. Um, And so I'm saying all that to say not to point fingers or blame or say my mother did this, my father did that. No, I have wonderful parents, you guys. I mean, big ups to my mom and daddy. Wonderful, wonderful parents. But what I'm speaking about is choosing to live your dream. The title and topic of this show today is Skydive of Faith. For those of you who have been in contact with me or following me for a while, you know that a Skydive of Faith is a very short read um, I am the author of that I wrote in 2009. So just to give you a little history, I'll tell my story when I bring on my fabulous, fabulous co-host for tonight. Um, I'm going to be interviewing her. We're going to have a conversation back and forth. Um, so I'm going to save my details. I'm going to save the details of my personal story. Um, no, I'm not. I'm going to give it now because when she come on, it's going to be all about her. So we ain't going to take away her time to shine. So let me tell you all about that. So back in 2008, um, as you most of you know, Simple Wellness Hair and Day Spa is one of my babies. It is the um, full-service spa where we specialize in natural hair. We do all hair types and textures, but we specialize in natural hair. Everything's done with a holistic approach. So that means nails, massage, skin care, which is esthetician services. Uh, we have all the services that offer detoxing benefits and also have a private hair loss clinic on site. So Simple Wellness Hair and Day Spa was established um, 2008. The spa side of things expanded and grew three years ago. But Simple Wellness LLC, no, actually it was established 2007. I decided for it to be my bread and butter butter in 2008. So the story and my story is um, I was working for Corporate America, right? And I was doing marketing and admissions in corporate America and director of marketing and admissions in corporate America. And if you guys haven't already downloaded the free copy of A Sky Dollar Faith, it's a really short read, but it's really inspiring. 
um, in, in Caraching. So if you haven't already downloaded, you can go to the website, dayspasw.com, go to the About Us page, and skim through the list of um, items that you can get under my name. Nevertheless, um, so in 2008, I got laid off from the director of marketing and admissions position. And it wasn't just me. It was the whole marketing department. They figured they had a bright idea. They could eliminate the marketing department and have the nurses do it themselves. I was working for a hospice company, which I love, by the way. Um, and, and my supervisor also was let go. So it was a whole department. And in that moment, I knew that it wasn't time to get my resume together, that it wasn't time to apply for jobs that I was definitely qualified for because, I, I mean, I've been doing director of admissions and marketing at that time for 10 years. I did the first five with long-term care, and I did the second five with the hospice. And so I could sell myself very well. So I, it was easy that I could go in and get paid to do what I was doing with another company with no problem. But something deep down in my soul told me that that wasn't the route that I should go. Um, it, it was a feeling that I can't even articulate to this day because it was an airy feeling, but it was a feeling of peace. And there's, like, words that will contradict themselves. It feels like oxymoron, but that's what I was feeling inside. You know, I had this feeling of excitement, but this feeling of concern. I um, I almost felt like... I was graduating, but I didn't know to what or to where. So A Skydive of Faith was written only a year, only a year into that journey. So a year into being excited but nervous, a year into being clueless but feeling so led and um, informed, a year into just finding my way and haven't found it, but a year into finding, I don't really know if we can ever say we found our way because our way is finally, it's, it's always creating paths and openings for us. But a year into it, I wrote a skydiver fate. And my intentions were to write it at that time as I was going through the process so that I felt like I could help and encourage others more if I communicated each step of the way. Like so often I see people that we consider successful, we consider famous, we consider made it, um, and then they write their book. And you're looking at this person who's seemed like they got it all together. They're well put, they're established, they're financially stable, um, they've reached the plateau of their career, whatever it may be, and you're looking at them, you're reading the story, and, and true, it's probably still inspiring to hear wow, they went through that, but is that the point where you're looking at it like, okay, you know, <laughs> I don't know if they're going through what I went through. Um, and so for me, I wrote it while I was going through it, and I titled it A Skydive of Faith because I've never been skydived. I went ziplining in Costa Rica, y'all. I didn't do skydiving yet. However, I've never been skydiving, but I would imagine that bird's eye view, I would imagine that, you know, that eagle vision that you have, the soaring from that high up, just looking down and just kind of just seeing all of God's creation from that level. It's a beautiful, 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 beautiful opportunity to just to just look and to take it all in from that level. However, with anything else, I would imagine that, that person that's skydiving 
had to have one little inkling and say, is my parachute going to work properly? Am I going to land properly? Is this going to be okay? Like, even if, you, even if you're admiring the view, it's that one little inkling that's going to say, wait a minute, Lord, am I going to, is my parachute going to be okay? Am I going to land okay? You know, is everything going to work? And so for me, that's what it was, a skydive of faith. And that's what it is. I'm not going to say was. That's what it is. It's a wonderful, wonderful walk. It's a wonderful, you know, opportunity to have the freedom, to have the ability, to have the uh, the drive in investing in something that's for yourself or for something that you're building on your own, what it, and that's what's your vision. Everyone's not meant to be self-employed, and that's something I don't want you to take that I'm saying you should be self-employed. No, if you feel that your place is not to be self-employed, but your place may be supportive in other ways, your place may be just in the field that you're like, whatever you feel that your vision and dream is, imagine being at that level. Imagine being there, doing the what and making it possible. Imagine that. Now come back. In that second, as you were thinking about what your dreams are, what your impossibilities that are possible are, for one split second, did you have any doubts? Did you have any fears? Did you have any questions? Did you acknowledge any barriers? Of course you did, because we're hearing, y'all. Of course you did. But the difference is you have to acknowledge those things and keep going on. I am not the one to tell you that you should not have fear. I am not the one to tell you that you should not be scared, because I believe if you're scared, your, your dream is there. If you're not scared, you're not dreaming big enough. But I am the one to say you have to do it being scared. You have to do it being afraid. And that, you know, a lot of times we feel like, oh, my goodness, how am I going to do it? You do it. And you're still afraid. Honey, let me tell you, I wake up on multiple, multiple times a week. I I may wake up and wonder, how am I going to pull this off? What am I going to do? But what I've grown to do is not wary. What I've grown to do is pray. What I've grown to do is have an understanding that my dream, my life, my desires are possible and that they're bigger than me. That, it, it, you know, when I say they're bigger than me, and this is not to step on anyone's religion or faith or anything, because I honestly believe regardless of what your religion and what your faith is, you pull from something or somewhere or somebody. So when I say that they're bigger than me, it's just that. I can't imagine the level of success that is destined for me, but I can stay out of my own way and achieve it. You know, I have a... Uh, saying that's actually written right in front of me, say, you don't know enough to be pessimistic. And so every now and then when I get to the point, I'm like, oh, how am I going? You don't know enough to be pessimistic. So the reason for this show today, what we're going to do, we're going to talk about those challenging times. We're not going to ignore it. We're not going to act like they don't exist. We're not going to act like we're on the other side and we don't recognize where we've been. We're going to acknowledge what those challenges are. We're going to tell some stories. We're going to tell some funny times. But we're not going to just tell 
the stories and the funny times. We're going to share with you how we made it on, you know, made it through, I should say. And it takes practice, y'all. It takes routine practice. It takes reassuring. It takes getting in touch with yourself. It takes communication with yourself and with God. For me, it takes praying and meditating. I'm one that strongly believes that praying is asking and meditating is listening. So we're going to share some information with you today so that we can kind of just, you know, dispel the myths and let everyone know when we all have 24 hours in a day. We all, as they say, put our pants on one leg at a time. So the only difference between you and me, or the only difference between, let's say, a Oprah and a, a, and me, or well, I'm not gonna say me because I I feel that I got it. You know, I'm working on it, but I I have it. And what I have is the understanding that success is mental. So once you change your thinking, once you change your perspective, then you can be successful. It's not a matter of I will be happy if and when or when I start making this amount of money or when I start my such-and-such field or dream job, then I'll do this. No, 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 no. See, that's the problem. Your happiness has to start first, and then the other things fall in line. So if you're waiting for something in order to be happy, if you're waiting for, you know, the manifestation of something to actually see it in front of you, to actually see the numbers in your bank account before you claim happiness and success, that's going to be a problem for you. Because what I know for sure and what I've learned is that your mindset determines which way you will go. So if I wake up every day wondering, questioning why and how and what's going to happen, did it and I don't know how to pull myself out of that, and I constantly go throughout the day with those questions, and I have no support from a mental standpoint, that's going to be a problem for me. I'm going to pretty much create the path that I'm going to go. And so I think that's a part that a lot of people are missing. We say something as simple as um, I'm broke. If I hear someone say I'm broke, it makes me itch because you're not broke. It may not be a financial priority for you. Let's say that. Whatever it is, it's not a financial priority for you right now. But you're not broke. There's nothing about you broken. So I can go on and on about this, um, but I will not do that because we have a special, special co-host, a special guest. This this beautiful woman um, reached out to me, but I've met her before. I don't even know if she remembered that I met her at one of the Black Wall Street events. I told y'all Black Wall Street events are wonderful networking opportunities, whether you are self-employed, whether you are, you know, looking to get into a certain field, whether you have business cards available or not, bring your butt out to the Black Wall Street events. We actually have one coming up Tuesday. Sheila Dixon will be the keynote speaker. So, you know, start thinking about networking and building your circle of, of key players. Uh, nevertheless, I met this this beautiful lady, Caprice Smith, excuse me, Caprice Smith is her name. When I tell y'all her bio just speaks volume as to who she is, um, it really does. However, what I would like for Caprice to do is to come on and tell us who she is, because I can read anything to you. I can read that, you know, she's a national motivator. I can read that she's a uh, highly sought-out 
uh, speaker. I can read that she's been interviewed locally on Fox 45 and, and Channel 11, that she's Corporate America 2014, Ambassador 2015. I can go on and on. Nevertheless, to tell you, she's a retired Baltimore City police detective. But this is what I have in front of me on paper. I want to make it a little more personal. I want Caprice to come on, and I'm going to allow her to come on and tell you who she is, not really the accolades, because you guys, it's going to speak for herself, I'm sure. The moment she starts talking, the moment we start talking, oh, you're going to realize we got the, the business on here. So I'm not taking away from all of the accolades that she has. and In fact, I'm very impressed and pleased to have her on Total Empowerment Talk Radio. Um, but I, we're going to kind of get to a deeper level of Caprice, if that's okay with her. And we're going to talk about how she decided to make those changes and why, she, why is she a national motivator at this point and, and, and why did she decide to fly an airplane on her birthday? Like, we're going to have these conversations. So I'm going to bring her up. I'm going to actually do the commercial early today so that we can just get into it and have a wonderful opportunity to just get into the show with her. So, Caprice, I know you're listening after this commercial, we're going to bring you in, and I want you to let Total Empowerment just feel who you are, not just tell them who you are, but let's just let them feel who you are. So we're going to actually play uh, the Simple Wellness commercial first, all right? Hold on, please. Simple Wellness Hair and Day Spa, located at 519 North Charles Street in the historic area of Mount Vernon, Baltimore. We are your one-stop holistic beauty and pampering center, offering hair, nails, massage, skin care, a hair loss clinic located in a private area, and other beauty enhancement services. Call to schedule an appointment today, 410-483-9355. We are open seven days a week and offer a variety of savings specials. Come in today to try one of our signature packages, such as a one-hour massage, a spa manicure, and pedicure, or 120-minute detox package. Packages start as low as $120. Call 410-483-9355 to book your appointment. Our website is dayspasw.com. We look forward to servicing you at Simple Wellness Hair and Day Spa. All right, all right, all right. That's Simple Wellness Hair and Day Spa. We actually have packages lower than 120 now. Uh, we have a package starting at 105 now. And we're always looking for the perfect qualified team members. So if you know anyone in the industry and field and they may be interested in joining the team, have them call me at 410-483-9355. Enough said. Let's bring up Miss Caprice Smith. Well, hello. Hi, Caprice, are you there? I'm here. Thank you. Hello. That was an amazing first I'm Good. How about you? <laughs> thank you. I am wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us today. I am feeling honored and blessed to have you on the show. Well, thank you. The honor is all mine, and I don't want to waste one minute, so let's get right into it. Hey, listeners, Sounds grab good. your pens and your papers. Guys, we are going to get into some, some hardcore nuggets, some hard truths that a lot of people are not willing to come on and tell you because they don't want to upset you. She said I was a retired cop. That means I don't mind upsetting you. If it means getting you to a newer <laughs> point. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yes, 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 so yes. Let me let me bring the audience up to speed. Um, when I when I received your bio, as I said, I was out of the country, but I I glanced over and I was like, oh, perfect. And when I spoke to, spoke to you on the phone, and you told me some things you were involved in, I was like, perfect. I felt like our journeys were aligned or are aligned. It made me feel as if you had the passion to empower and motivate, and you have a story in doing so. And so when I when I thought about how we could do this collaboration together, it came to me that there's probably not too many people giving the down and dirty that we're going to get tonight. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. I totally agree, and I am so ready. So with that being said, you know, I had to reflect on the fact that I didn't have a mentor when I was starting out. I didn't know which way to turn, and that that's something we'll talk about a little later as well. Um, but tell me about yourself. Walk me through that journey. First of all, what, I want to start with the first question, Caprice. When you, you're a retired police officer, what was your mindset to say, you know what, I want to be a cop. I want to protect and serve the people. Like before you even said I want to motivate, you had the mindset of protecting and serving. So take me there. When did that happen? Was that a childhood dream for you? Well, that's a great start. Um, I can remember standing on what we call a porch back then. Back in the days, it was called a porch. <laughs> it wasn't mm-hmm. a deck. Um and I grew up in Baltimore City. It was an underserved community. But I remember standing there and watching my father severely beat my mom in front of a community of people who all stood by and watched. And I was very mm. confused as a younger child. And I watched this unfold along with my sister and brother. And then we all be ushered back into the house. And it was okay. No one did anything about it. So needless to say, there was not an isolated event. Um, there were several traumatic incidences during my childhood where many people who had opportunities to step in and help just did not do so. And sometimes that would, that would put people in uniform. So very early on, I realized that I was very different and unique, and there had to be a higher purpose for my life. But more importantly, my experiences were meant to change the world. So because I grew up in an underserved community in an impoverished neighborhood and abusive home. We didn't have a lot of anything. You talked about that lack mindset. I had two uh, working parents. They had a lot, like really high paying jobs, but my father was also a, a drug abuser and an alcoholic. So a lot of our money did not go to feeding our basic needs. It went to feed his habit. So realizing that that itself was wrong, I also knew that there was a way, if not more than one, that I could reach my dreams without having that love and support that others might have. I decided very early on that I would live uncomfortable. And, and I'll explain mm-hmm. to your listeners what that means. It, it means mm-hmm. something to them, importantly. But for me, it meant I would live my life and show the world how they, too, could live a better life. And so sometimes when you are in that moment where you're by yourself, I was on my own at 13. I was living with friends and family members who were kind enough to take me in. But I was also catching two buses to get to school um, so that I can get that diploma. I graduated with two diplomas and a scholarship, acceptance letters mm. to many colleges. But I also graduated as a teenage parent. 
So my story gets so much more colorful. So my trials did not dissonate as a child. They happened as a young adult, and they will continue to happen, listeners. They don't go anywhere, but they all mean something. So to answer your question, how did I find that drive, that job, that job, it afforded all of my degrees that I currently have without me paying $1 for them. They had tuition reimbursement. I don't owe any student loans. I've never taken out a grant. Through my scholarships and tuition reimbursement, they afforded me that education. But something beautiful happened in the midst of me protected and serving. What happened is that I realized that I was unique, but I was not alone, and that my story was happening too often, way too often. Mm. Wow. So let let me elaborate. So what I'm hearing is that you recognized your story through the people you were helping. Absolutely. And, in fact, they helped me. They mirrored to me what I looked like at their age or their mental age. We talk a lot about the battle of the mind. There's a mental age happening. A lot of um, pastors and psychologists will speak on it. Mm-hmm. When you go through something traumatic, you're kind of stuck in that era and that mindset. When you are trying to interpret messages, you're trying to make sense out of things, and you're usually using what you have available to you. You said something earlier where you don't have all the information to make that decision. That's great. That's mm-hmm. a great point. Your listeners are the same way. So whatever their trauma was, mine was abuse. There should have been something different. So through me helping others and sharing their stories, I met the love of my life. Right? You guys know what that feels like. You meet the love of your life. And um, he was having some, actually. We are still married. Uh, we have four sons together. Ultimately, we became law enforcement as well. We decided that we had to do our part, putting on a uniform, dodging bullets, making arrests of bad guys, and protecting innocent people was not enough. So if you're in a position where you feel like you're doing enough, you're doing your part to transform this world, I'm telling you, it's probably not enough if you still have that nagging feeling that's going to keep you up at night that says you better tell your story, you better share your voice, you better uncuff someone else. So what we did, we started our nonprofit. I'm telling you, girl, I can go. You have to jump in, Angela, because I can just keep going. No, but uh-uh, I told you we're going to let your light shine tonight, honey. We just starting. Go ahead. Tell them. Okay. All right. Tell them. So, yes, we started our nonprofit. And if you are a married woman in business, you know what I mean when I say we. Because I won't sit here and paint a picture of, oh, yes. He did everything right beside me. He may have offered and lended money and a listening ear and his intellectual knowledge. However, when it gets down to the dirty, dirty, your parents, your family, your friends, they don't know how to support you on the level that you needed to be supported. They don't understand because you can't even call it. You can't even give a name. You don't even know what to ask for. You just know it's a drive internally inside of you that's forcing you to live out that dream and to tell that story. So we started this nonprofit. And through this nonprofit, we started to help families and teens discuss unhealthy relationships. And that means we would, we would still work in our jobs. I would love to say Monday to Friday, 8 to 4. No, I was a special investigative detective. And that means very long days very sporadic hours. Uh, my husband, he was in patrol in, at the time, um, and that meant we didn't have traditional hours. We were like two ships sometimes passing the night. I know, um, mm-hmm. I remember when 9-11 happened, we met each other in the midst of our ship changes just to hug and kiss each other because we hadn't seen each other for days because it was a demand for us to be at work constantly. Mm. And, and ladies and gentlemen, we had children at that time, so they didn't come later. We were managing parenting. Newlyweds, man- okay. managing their parents and jobs, it was a lot happening. 
stop right there. <laughs> okay. I need you guys to take a deep breath and hear what she is saying. And then I want to provide the other side of the coin. Okay, so we have Caprice who, thankfully, and, and I, I, my hat goes off to you, who was able to build to this point with her husband. And then you have myself who started Simple Wellness with her now ex-husband. So, you guys, again, I told y'all this is going to be our authentic, transparent show, okay? So I want y'all to understand that is a wonderful thing. But who you are and where you are is where you need to be. So don't look at that at Caprice story and say, well, she had help and she had this. Mm-mm. And sometimes it's harder when you're trying to do it as a team. I'm a living witness to that. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to interject just to provide the other side of the story, Caprice, and, and this is how I kind of vision our conversation going tonight. For the most part, awesome. we're going to be hearing Caprice's story, but when I have an opportunity of shedding another perspective on it, I'm going to do that as well. So I started Simple Wellness with my husband. I was doing hair. He was doing massages. And we, girl, we were like the – powerhouse team. We could have been the powerhouse team. You know, we could have been that Will and Jada and everything else. You know, but <laughs> in my situation, as I, as God uh, created, or as God started to elevate me, I should say, he started to move people out of my way. Now, mm. I was not ready, nor did I want to agree <laughs> that my husband mm-hmm. at the time was one of those people that he would move out of my way. But I'm telling you, for all of you guys that want to uh, reach, take your good to great and reach the level of excellence that's out there for you, you have to be ready on either side of the coin. I had to accept that in order to be at the level of greatness that God had for me, I could not take my husband along. It meant that mm. we, had to, we had to separate and co-parents and be good co-parents and better co-parents than we could be husband, wife, and business partner. But that was really challenging and tough for me, you guys. That was the part where you want me to choose? You want me to choose between where you want to take me, Lord, and leaving my husband? You know, that didn't feel right to me. Sometimes, y'all, you got to stay out your own way. And in staying out your own way, you just pray yourself through it. Not once did I say, Lord, please take my husband away. I said, Lord, put me and place me where you need me to be. Give me the love that is, you know, mine to have. I'm one day closer to the love that I deserve. I will wake up with that affirmation on my heart and say it out loud every day. I'm one day closer to the love that I deserve. And for years I would fight for this marriage when I had to learn that there was a difference between giving up and letting go. So before we continue on with Capri's story, let's just make sure we got that one nugget out there. In your journey, you will be elevated with or without people. It may be friends, it may be family, it may be lovers. But sometimes you may go to a level where everyone's not able to sustain it, and you have to be okay with it. It hurts, but that's where faith and trust comes in. So I just wanted to interject that because I had the other side of this story, you know, where I wasn't able to say we did it. I can say we got to this point together, and I'm thankful for that. But at this point, we're not aligned anymore. And that part is okay, too, okay? 
So, Caprice, what do you, how do you feel about that side of the story? <laughs> hey, I think that's an excellent point. And trust me, if you've ever been married, you've been there. You've been close to think, um, this is the relationship for me. This marriage is supposed to last. And it's so interesting that we are in sync. Because if you read my book, Uncuffed Behind My Smile, I, there's a point in that book that people call me to this day and say, did you mean to put this part in there? <laughs> it is the people oh, in that wow. book that tell Oh, my God. It tells the list because, like you said, people look at you from the outside. They have no idea what you're going through. And entrepreneur women, especially listeners tonight, understand that drive is amazing and it's great. But you have to ask yourself this question. This is the first thing you have to do. You have to see, are you prepared to risk it all? I'm not saying mm. ready. Are you prepared? Are things in order? Because things will suffer. Just like people will be moved, relationships will suffer. The piece in my book that people refer to when they call me is about that email that I got from another woman that mm. was having a relationship with my husband. Wow. And people say, how did you guys get through it? With the love of God, the patience of Job. And understanding mm-hmm. that I had a lot of healing to do and that I brought mm-hmm. a lot of that mess into my current relationship at the time, you know, now marriage. And if mm-hmm. you think that, you keep running from things and it doesn't show its ugly face, it, you're wrong. It's going to show up. But thankfully, our love and our bond was strong enough for us to get the help that we needed and get through those nasty parts. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, I think women in business who will go out and they'll, you heard the kind of negative you're making, they'll do all these amazing things, and they will go home and cry themselves to sleep at night. That is not mm-hmm. living, and that is not living uncuffed. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, yes, it is so necessary that we talk about what if the relationship is not sustained? What if I'm in a situation that's not for me? Let's talk about it, ladies. You won't know that until you understand how your mind works, what has impacted you, what shapes you, what moves you. Are you prepared to risk it all? What things are in order? The one thing that all successful people do is they write, not just write down their visions, but they start to prepare for their success. We want to be speakers, but every time a speaking job comes up, we are not available. We want to be authors who won't sit down and write the book. We want to own our own businesses, though we spend more time at the mall than we do investing in a business coach or writing a business plan. So sometimes mm. our wants and our desires are mismatched to the things that we are ready to put forth. I would be the police officer that would be out there in the field answering my calls, walking my beat, but in my downtime, I was not sitting at the restaurants relaxing. I was in my textbooks getting my degrees. It's never enough. <laughs> you have to always push yourself to the next level. If, if ever I'm in an environment where I'm the smartest person, I'm leaving. I'm running because I want to be around people who are stretching me every day. Please say that again. Please say that again. <laughs> Please say that again. If you can't showing up in spaces where you are the shining star, do me a favor and you need to sit back and figure out why are you surrounding yourself with people who don't even probably understand who you are. You want to be standing next to some bold stars so much so they have to redefine what you guys are. See, this this show is about the sky is the limit, and I love that title when you said it because, like you said, I flew an airplane, guys, not because I thought it was fun. I was scared out of my wits. I flew it because I had a level of fear <laughs> that I need to overcome. And you talked about the skydiving. Yeah, I know what it feels like. You're thinking, what if something doesn't work with tears in my eyes? I flew that airplane. And at the end, I realized I can do anything I set my mind to. 
So for your listeners, do me a favor and start to stretch yourself. Start to understand that your mindset is keeping you held and captive. You are involuntarily detaining yourself, so you have to remember this acronym when you think about uncuffed. Understand that your nature or your nose can unlock fascinating flow. And that means whatever it is that you want, if you want to be rich, you can have it. You have to unlock that nature, that, that common thing about you, that natural thing that happens. I've been told all my life, I talk too much. And you know what? They were right. <laughs> I talk too much because it is my calling. That's what I was birthed to do. I was supposed to talk, to tell a story, to shake someone else's life, to maybe save them time, energy, and money. Mm-hmm. Okay, do y'all not have chills, like, going up and down your spine? Is it just me? Because we are getting some good stuff today. And I, the good thing about Total Empowerment Radio is that you can always replay it. So if you feel like, oh, I'm driving, I wish I had my pen, or what's that quote she just said, don't worry. You can always replay this. I see we have some callers on the line. If you want to join in this conversation, remember to press 1. Otherwise, I think you're just listening, which is okay, too. Um, but remember to press 1 if you want an opportunity to just chime in on this great conversation. I see that one person has already pressed 1. We're going to definitely bring you in on this conversation. However, before we do this, okay, because I don't want to lose. I'm so into this conversation. First, tell okay. us, how can we get this book? Tell us about this book. How can we get it? Where do we get it? Give us that information first. And so the thing, it's like I'm, I'm like a one-stop kind of girl. But if you were to Google Capri Smith, you'll see like the first 100 pages are me, Capri Smith, the big round-faced girl with the big curly hair. That's me, CapriSmith.com. But the book is everywhere. It's um, You can go right to Amazon.com. You can order it online. You can order it directly from my website. I'm an author of many collaborations. There are many awesome collaborations out there for women in business. But this book, Uncuffed Behind My Smile, I wrote that book two years before I retired as a cop. And when I tell you grown male officers fell to the floor in tears, I had no idea you went through those things. So something beautiful happens when you write your story. You release it. It no longer holds you captive. And I love that you're writing your story and capturing those moments as they are unfolding, because like you said, it's, it's, it's an inability to really articulate what is happening. So for me, I wrote all of the things I went through. I wrote them down. I've been poor, broke, and hungry for a large chunk of my life. And for a large chunk of my life, I thought that's what I was supposed to be. But then there was that, that moment when I was a, a teenager on my own really realizing that this is not for me, even if it was for me, it has to be one of those things that even if you're supposed to go through some mess, you decide, you know what, I'm going through it, smiling the whole way through. I'm going to come out shining. It's not going to hold me back. I'm going to change your world. It's going to mean something later. Oh, I get it now. That's okay. It's temporary. Everything is temporary because we get so hung up on what's imperfect. We get so hung up on what people think about us and the judgment that others place on us. I tried years trying to fit into a male-dominated profession. And then after that, and when I entered into my entrepreneurial world, I tried years sitting there trying to fit into what others thought I should look like and sound like. And when I realized that, girl, you are extraordinary. You realize you're not supposed to fit in. Can you stop trying to be normal? There's enough normal people in the world. How many times do we hear as entrepreneurs, girl, you're crazy. Oh, that girl's crazy. You know what? You're right. You have to be crazy enough to believe that your dreams will come true and crazy enough to believe that you may have bounced a check next week, but your big check is coming the following week. 
you have to be crazy. Now, if you can't convince yourself that this is your path and your purpose and the thing you're going to live and the world, how you're going to impact and change this world, do me a favor and the rest of the world a favor and just shut up. Because if you can't convince yourself, we don't want to hear about it. Angela, do not get me started. I'm going to get you started. I'm going to get you started. I'm going to have the fans. Oh, oh we gonna, wait a minute. Where is my clap? Uh, oh, we're going to get you started today, honey. See, this is how we do it. I don't need people on the show that cannot get the down and dirty. Because there's enough people faking it out there, okay? I need y'all to understand transparency is sexy. Transparency is hot. It really is because what you don't realize is when you're transparent with your situation, you're able to, one, own the situation. Two, you're able to help someone out. And then three, you have released all bondage of the situation. Yeah. You know, it, it, takes, it, takes, the, it takes the strength but also the humbleness. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To sit there and say, this is where I was. This is what I was afraid mm-hmm. of, but this is where I'm at now. So when you say don't get you started, girl, <laughs> we're going to get you started, okay? <laughs> you go right I'm ahead you. and get started because that's what it's well, about. Tell yes, and the thing is, you know, and I like to, to I'm sorry, this is the second one part. You, you, you go ahead. You are I love to you talk about <laughs> Okay, I love to see women succeed, but the problem with women, and they are my ideal client, a strong, empowered woman, has a story to, uh, to tell and wants to tell it. But the problem that I have with a lot of them is that they feel like that, that shame, that mess, those emotions, that, that level where you, you feel like you've been rejected because someone may have looked at your video on social media, but they didn't hit the like button. You think people are hating on you? People are not hating on you. They are trying to find the love for themselves. So get out of your own way. I understand that, yes, I'm telling you, do your thing, rock it out, change the world. But understand, it's not all about you, all right? Your journey and your path has to happen at this moment because each second that it does not, there's some little person, male, boy, female, huddled up in the corner waiting for you to do what you're supposed to do so that they can have permission to do what they need to do. I'm telling you mm-hmm. it's the truth because my best person, I said, these are my experiences. This is what works for me, being honest, loving God, serving my community, helping others, not just doing it all and being happy, but doing it all Sometimes understanding that the happiness isn't there, but it is so important to do it. And then the happiness comes on a level where you are said it makes you laugh at yourself sometimes. I'm telling you, girl, hmm. walk into a room, and you if you're walking to a room and you're not changing that room, or if you're going there and you're taking on everyone else's emotions, or you go to, let's say, a big mm-hmm. um, event and you wish to sell 50 items and you only sold one and that defeats you because then you got to load all this stuff back up and put it in the car, you aren't ready. You are not ready. You are not ready. You better throw those books on on your shoulders. Go to Starbucks, open it up, and read it. If you sell lipstick, you better wear it every day. You better stop saying those good, saving those good shoes for um, special occasions. You better stop getting your hair done only when you want to impress somebody else on the first date. You better start to love yourself, date yourself, and understand that you are so worthy and important because you belong to a bigger picture. I happen to be a woman that's in love with God, my, the words that he personally spoke to me, 
as he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. That's Philippians 1 6. And the reason why that resonates so much with me is because there were times I wanted to not just throw in the towel, but ball up that towel, burn it, step on it, put it in 50 pieces, <laughs> and say, No, thank you. And I know I'm not alone, uh, not alone, but there are times you won't understand your tile, your cross, or whatever you have to bear, mm-hmm. but you have to do it. Because he who started that work in you, meaning God is giving you this vision, this mindset, this aspiration, this dream, this permission. It didn't, did not just come from you being a little itty-bitty baby and deciding, you know, like famous athletes, they don't just decide in the womb they want to be a famous athlete. It's their journey. It's their mm-hmm. story. It's where they're supposed mm-hmm. to be. So with the understanding that he will begin a good work and you will be faithful to complete it, whether you want him to or not, you realize that, like I tell my sons and my students, because I'm currently a professor too, I tell my students mm-hmm. that you might as well do it now. You're going to have to do it. I don't care if you don't feel like doing it now. We'll come back to you when you're ready. I don't care if you don't even get a grade for it because the deadline's passed. You have to do it. So if you listen mm-hmm. to me and you're sitting on a dream and you're sitting on your next step, understand it's going to happen now. You might as well do it now while you're young enough to enjoy it and be like Angela and travel the world and come back and put it on our faces and say you guys missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness, you know that ain't what I was doing, girl. <laughs> I was so funny with you, but I'm thinking, that is so awesome, girl. If I could have been in the suitcase. <laughs> mm, yeah, you know, yeah. and let me let me just say on that note, this is just a um, shameless plug. I have to say that experience, those experiences that I've had within this year, I've loved to travel. This is probably the most international travel that I've done. But what I've decided to do, because I, too, have a nonprofit, what I've decided to do is actually create an entity under my nonprofit where I have a traveling writer's club for kids. So even still, you know, but that's what that's what we do for preachers. It's like we, for some reason, even though I love to travel, I love to come back and write about it, I was thinking, you know, how many kids don't realize how much of the world is out there? How many kids don't really see past their own neighborhoods? And so, you know, it, for me, this would be nice if I could take a group of children with me, whether it's a, you know, D.C. trip or whatever it is, and show them things and then have them write about it. And so that's one of my new ventures coming up, y'all. Stay tuned for that, the traveling on my club under Back to Basics. Yeah, so. Oh, my God, it's that, awesome. Yes. Even that, it you know, even something that we have our own desire and dream, it's so not about us. It's always a bigger picture. It's always somebody else's life that you can touch. And so I'm saying that to say if you just allow yourself to be that vessel, to be that greatness, to let that light shine that's in you, it will manifest. You know, I don't have the details. I don't have any more details than what I told you all. I like traveling, I like writing about it, and I know it will help some children along the way. So if it's just a matter of me planning the uh, Saturday where I'm inviting a whole bunch of children to go somewhere and then we write about it, that's a start. You have to start Mm. somewhere. You have to, one, you have to recognize your greatness. So let's let's get back to the self-love. And I'm being such a bad host. Girl, I don't even want to share with nobody. I got callers. I want to talk to you. Now, 
Okay, caller, okay. Um, you've been oh my goodness, you've been waiting. Caller ending in two one two nine. I'm picking you up now. This is actually one of my regular calls. Thank goodness, because she knows I don't mean no harm. Let's bring her in, Caprice. One second. Okay. Hello. Oh, thank you so much for holding. I almost didn't pick this call up. <laughs> it is okay. You know what? I have been sitting here and listening. I've been taking notes. I have, you know what, it, it's, it's been such a good talk. I don't even know if I needed to say anything because I've just been learning. I, wow. it's, it's been wonderful to listen. I think, uh, I just have to say it, it's really great to listen to the two of you right now. Uh, my, I can say the biggest thing I have taken away from this is lately I've been going through a learning experience about growing and learning to do events that I want to do, but also how I'm interacting with people. And actually, Angela, you gave me some advice the other day because I was taking so many hits from different people about telling me about who they think I am. And it was discouraging me, whereas I thought I needed to sit down and just, you know what, maybe I don't need to say anything anymore. Maybe I don't need to help people with anything anymore. Maybe I don't. You told me to own who I am. And so when she said she's been told her whole life that she has a big mouth, she figured she just might as well own it and and let it work for her. And, you know, and that's what I've been trying to do the last couple weeks. I just want to say thank you for saying that. I'm owning who I am. I'm owning everything I say out my mouth. I'm owning every thought I have, every event I want to plan, every person I want to interact with. I'm just going to own it. And I I know it was just a small part of what you said, but that really stuck out to me. So I just wanted to say thank you for sharing. I'm loving everything you're saying, everything both of you. (laughs) Yes. Great. Yes. Well, well, we didn't welcome. Start. I'm so glad you could listen. And that's Zerka, by the way. Caprice, her name is Zerka. <laughs> Zerka, this is Hi, Hi. Zerka. We're going to do introductions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, Zerka, I'm going to go ahead and put you back on um, mute so that you can continue listening. But yes, if you get to the point where it. you think of a question or you want to rejoin, then um, I'm going to check on you anyway in a little bit to see if you want to come back <laughs> in. Zerica often um, works with me as a co-host on this show. Um, or she'll fill in for me if I'm on travel and things of that sort. So she's one of my regulars. So I'll check in at the end of the show and see if you have any last words that you want to share with Caprice, if that's okay with you. All right, I'm putting my ears back on. I'm listening. <laughs> All right, cool. We'll put you back on mute. Thank you. Because we're not ready. I don't think the audience is ready for what you're about to bring them. Because I think a lot of times we want the glitter and glamour, but we don't want the sweat and tears that go behind that glitter and glamour. Let me just tell y'all. Are you there, Capri? Hello? Oh, no, I think we lost her. Let's see. Zach, are you there? I'm here. Okay, you're there. Let me see. Well, you may be co-hosting with me again. Let me see if I can find the please. Hold on. All right, let's see. Caprice, are you there? Caprice? Okay, did you put your phone on mute? All right, I don't know where she is. Let's see. Mm. I'm not sure what happened to Caprice. I'm so upset about that because we were having such a great conversation. Let's, wait a minute, I think she's inboxing me now. Zaka, you're still here, right? 
Yes, ma'am. Okay, well, Zach, while I'm trying to pull Caprice back up, would you please share with the audience just a challenge that you were going through? You kind of mentioned it, that you were going through something with people. Just kind of share with them a challenge that you were going through and how you changed your mindset besides what we just spoke about. How you changed your mindset on it? Um. I've always been told, like like her, I've been told when I talk too much and I'm a know-it-all. But I guess I never really realized it until I was around people who maybe didn't have as much to say as I did. And so without knowing it then, they were kind of making me feel like every bit of information I know, I'm just knowing too much. I always got something to say. Why am I always putting my two cents in? And it was really making me feel insecure because I never wanted to make other people feel like I was I was trying to make them sound dumb or make them sound stupid. And for a while I was kind of keeping it all shut. And I had some really valuable information to say, whether I was talking to people about relationships, whether I was talking to them about their self-esteem, whether I was talking to them about everyday events or how they, they were doing with their children. I just had a lot to say. I was also scared of feeling wise. But I had to realize I've been through quite a lot, and I've I've seen a lot. I've I've watched other people go go through quite enough, and I, I do have quite a bit of knowledge about some things. So there's nothing wrong with me speaking up to help them if I'm able to. If I'm able to tell someone, oh well, maybe you know, this wouldn't be a good path for your life, or if I'm able to tell them that they'll be able to get through it and I'm able to give them my words of wisdom, then I should dang on well go ahead and do that because obviously I learned my lessons for a reason why I keep them to myself. So I was feeling insecure about that and it was and it's something I'm good at. So I had to find my I don't know what you would call it, but my my strength to keep talking and keep giving and keep exploring. Yes, and you know I'm I'm going to elaborate. We do have Caprice back on the line now, but I do want to elaborate on what you're saying. And thank you for sharing that. Um, and I hope the audience understand and hear that you always have choices. You have the choice to decide. In uh, Zerika's case, you had the choice to decide. You know what? I want to dim my light because I'm tired of everybody not understanding who I am. Or you have the choice to decide. I'm an outstanding person. In order to outstand, I must first stand out. Like, And that's something that's so simple. I tell my daughter that on a regular basis. In order to be outstanding, you must first stand out. Not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to want to be your friend. Not everyone's going to deal with you. However, that does not change who you are. And if your intentions and your heart is genuine, then you keep doing you, and the right people will come your way. So, Zark, I thank you for sharing because, to me, that is a problem that a lot of people don't even notice that, well, since they don't get me, I'm just not going to say nothing. No. Now, you do have to use wisdom and judgment of what you say and how you say, and you don't want to cast, they say, cast your curls on swine or whatever. Um, but the bottom line is everyone's not going to be able to swallow the good advice, the understanding you have one, in your case, they're going to look at you and say, oh, who is this girl in her 20s, first of all, telling me this, that, and that, and how is she knowing this? Because you had other life yep. experiences that may have made you beyond your years. You know, and yep. so 
in order to, one, receive advice, it takes a level of maturity on that other person. Because if I am not sure about who I am, if I am not comfortable in my skin, if I don't love myself, then I'm going to be very defensive with you telling me what to do. Because I can't accept or receive what you're telling me to do because i got issues with myself. So how dare you come along and, you know, let me know what's going on. So I thank you for sharing and audience. I hope you picked up on that. You have a choice. You have a choice in every situation. I'm going to bring Caprice back up. And, uh, Doug, hopefully you'll keep listening to us. And thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay, Caprice, I'm going to bring you up now. It's coming, guys. Hang in there. You know technology. We love it, but sometimes we got to work with it. Caprice, are you there? I am here. Are you Are you able to hear me? Yes. Welcome back. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you guys, too. That was so awesome. Wonderful. I was wow. just going to say, before the call dropped, I'm so happy that you're back on here. But before the call dropped, um, and before what Doug and I spoke about, I was just going to say a lot of times we as women, we want the glitz and glamour, but we don't want the sweat and tears that goes with it. Um, I personally whew, just started going back to the gym. Now, if anybody knows me and or if anybody just kind of been in my circle for the last couple of years, you will know that I am one of those people that start the gym, fuss about it, and then they fall in love with it, and then they be on board, on board, on board, and then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. Life gets busy, and I take a break. And then I got to kickstart myself in it all over again. So this has been a cycle that I pray will end, and I'm deciding has ended, you know, because it's too much work. It's too much starting and stopping, starting and stopping. It's frustrating. But I say all that to say, I took an abs class today, and I want the flat stomach. Like, I want that stomach that looks good. The love handles are gone. But, honey, the things that this guy had me doing it was exactly what I'm saying. The glitz and glamour, but the sweat and tears that goes along with it had me second-guessing. Well, do I, can I just wear some spanks? Do I really need this stomach? You know, and so we find ourselves taking shortcuts in so many ways in so many areas of life that that has to stop. And so a lot of times mm. in business, we want the we want the fame. We want the fortune. We want everything that, you know, looks good on the outside, but the nights of staying up late, the days of wearing, and I don't want to use the word weary because worry is not something that I, you know, I tend to do. I, I'd like to say if God's up, why do I need to be up? You know, <laughs> they don't need for both of us to be up. So I like to pray about it. But that those nights, those long nights, those days of wondering how and, and can it be is, all of those those trials that come along with it, whether it's self-employed, whether it's, you know, um, entrepreneurship or service industry, whatever it may be, those challenges that may come along with it, a lot of times people don't want to sacrifice for that. And so mm. part of the thing, part of the mission, I would say, for this show is to help people make a decision. We're not saying mm-hmm. that, you know, first of all, I am one of those people that rarely 
will say that life has to be hard because I don't feel like it has to be hard. I feel like the hard part is reprogramming what we've been taught, reprogramming what we've learned over the years. But we are meant to live abundantly. We, you know, I, I often say I'm a child of the king, so why would I look like a pauper? You know, a pauper. It's like it makes no sense to me. I know if I'm if I'm royalty, my daughter's royalty. So why would I expect anything less? So I say all that to say, once you make that decision, then you got to kind of stay out your own way, and mm-hmm. and stay in tune mm-hmm. and stay guided so that you can be led appropriately. You know. But I want you to elaborate, Caprice. I want you to elaborate on that piece of wanting to have the end result in the beginning, wanting to mm. have the finished product at the starting line. What was your story? What, what is your story, and what is your piece of your nugget, your golden nugget to give to the audience tonight on that? Yeah, so the thing I want them to remember is that the pot at the end of the rainbow, even the rainbow itself, it's only as bold and beautiful as the raindrops you're willing to collect in that pot. So a lot of times we get that rainbow up front. If we get those riches and that glitz and glamour up front, we're, we are ill-prepared to handle it. So now you're mm-hmm. in a position where you're elevated, you have the audience, you have the following, you have the client, but you have not mastered the art of saving and reinvesting your money. Or you don't want to be touched or talked to every day. You don't want your clients to be, um, you don't want to be accessible to your clients. So you're just not ready for it up front. That's the first thing. Then I want to paint a picture for your listeners. I have this little Yorkie. Um, he is the cutest thing in the world, but he is so bad. He's so into everything, but he is so aggressive. We have a, another cute little Yorkie that lives out um, in our development behind us. Now, we made the mistake of introducing them. So now he sees this beautiful little Yorkie that's a female. He's not been spayed or neutered, so he is very interested in this, in this uh, puppy out back. So what he does is he becomes this escape artist. He will escape his cage. He'll run out the back door. He'll run down the deck, and he's always dragged back in. No, Yorkie, you can't go out there. You can't do it. He never listens. He always goes after this Yorkie in the back on guard and his neighbor out back. So what we have to do is be very mindful that this is something that he wants, and he's not going to stop until he gets it. So if we just allow them to make and make a a, a cute little puppy, then the relationship, that the the things that he went through to get to her would, would not be so valuable. The beauty is in the journey. That journey is where you develop yourself, develop your ability to be who you're called to be. You can't get to the end result. You can't get to the final page without reading the book. You can't get to that winning thing without putting the work in first. And that's where a lot of us get lost on it. So my personal story is just this. When you want that winning end up front, what you will start mm-hmm. to do is you'll start to carry on other people's baggage. You'll start to carry on things that look good that they're doing and saying and being. So you think that's a good fit for you. You'll start to um, allow people in your inner space that has no business there. You then will allow them in your inner ear. So before you realize that you're sounding and talking, but more importantly, thinking like them. But you Mm -hmm. haven't gone through that journey, but you're at their end result. It's not for you. You never want 
someone else's end result, and you never want your end result to come too soon. And by end result, I mean success and happiness. That's what it's all about. But like you said on the Starley Show, it should always be a state of elevation. That the, the thing about elevation is that you're always constantly stretching yourself. I literally always think of ways not to rebrand or redesign myself, but stretch myself. What could I be doing bigger, better, and bolder? Who else can I help? Mm-hmm. So I'm in the process of going back for my PhD, trying to figure out where I'm going to fit that in coming because it's something I want to do. I'll put my mind on it, and it's going to happen. So if you're, if you're out there and you're trying to figure out what, what does that mean for me, well, this is what it means for you. It means that you can't decide on what your next level is if you have not taken a real assessment of where you are. You can't go out and buy a boat if you don't have the money in the bank. So stop coveting other people's blessings and gifts and things that are for them at that moment and understand that's like a rainbow. Every time it rains, there is a rainbow somewhere. Sometimes it's your rainbow. Sometimes it's someone else's. So stop trying to see past the raindrop. Stop, stop, stop trying to see past all the hardcore little things that you have to do. Um, and and at being a police officer, one of the things we have to do every year is we have to go to um, qualify to range and show that we can shoot good or shoot effectively and that it has to be mm-hmm. measured, you know, assessed or graded. Um, and one of the things that you have to do on the range is you have to focus on your target. Now, sometimes you hit the target a little bit to the left and sometimes you hit a little bit to the right, but you always have to focus on that target. So I want you guys to be real mindful where you are placing your focus because the thing you focus on is coming whether you want it or not. So stay right there and understand that that focus, if it isn't positive, if it's not something that you want and you're so worried to death about what you don't want, it's coming. That is why that woman was able to inbox me because I was so worried that this one beautiful relationship that I have would be messed up and intruded. And I got so distracted with doing so many other things and not nurturing that relationship that it opens so many doors. So change your focus. Mm-hmm. But I'm taking you back to the range now. Before you can hit that target, you have to go through what's called a NAB, N-A-B. If the NAB is that piece of the gun where the bullet is like the piece of the chamber that the bullet travels through before it goes out into the, the sky of the wind, ultimately hits the target. If you hit the target, like if you take a bullet in your hand and threw a handful of bullets at a target, some of them may hit, but it wouldn't pierce the target. It wouldn't stay stuck halfway through. It wouldn't cause an explosion that the world takes notice. It would not cause a hiccup in someone else's ordinary. So if you don't remember anything else about this conversation, remember this. You have to allow yourself to go through the journey, that nag. You have to allow yourself to travel through just like that bullet because that's where you get your speed. That's where you build your duration, and that's where you better understand not so much where your focus is, but what's your target, so that when you hit that target, you are causing an explosion. Mm. Mm. <laughs> just let that simmer one second. Just let that simmer. <laughs> I hope you guys grasp that. I hope you understand what the what the analogy means in that. You know, you mentioned something, Caprice. You said you may not be ready for whatever that is at this time. And I know for me personally that was something that I had to learn. I had to endure so much so to the point now where I ask myself, what am I? What should I be getting in this moment? It's no longer, oh, woe is me. It's because there's no failure. There's lessons. So for me, my automatic response is, okay, what am I getting in this moment? What am I needing to learn that I may need in order to elevate to the next level, to whatever my next level of greatness is? 
Um, sometimes as females in business, we're sworn, and you, you, you tell me if this is your experience or not, we're often sworn because we have this um, personality as as a female, but then we also have to play this dominant role. And for me personally, I had to learn how to turn it off. I had to know when and how to use my feminine charm versus my masculine dominant uh, strength, if that makes any sense to you. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in finding my way, in navigating my way, one of the challenges that I had, and it's kind of alluding to what Zara had mentioned as well, was finding the balance of this is who I am, these are, you know, some things that just aren't going to change about me. But these are some things that I could probably still work on. You, you're constantly changing and growing and fine-tuning yourself as an individual who's in touch with themselves. But there's a time when you get to the point where you're like, I'm just not, I'm, that's not going to happen. I'm just not going to be that person that's going to sugarcoat it. You come to me, you're going to get what you get. But then there's some times where you say, well, you know what, I could have said that nicer. So let me ask you something. In your personal development, what were some of the things that you had to find the balance on, that you had to turn on and off? And before you respond, I want to elaborate even more as to why I'm asking this. Um, For me, I also was, um, well, you know, I was married, as I said before, but I also was married and dealt with my husband dealing with other females. Okay, so for me, I had to, one, figure out what was I bringing or not bringing to the table. Because even in something like that, there is still an opportunity for growth. There is still an opportunity to check yourself. And there is still an opportunity to say, you know what, I could have probably did this differently, or I could have probably gave more attention this way. You mentioned the word nurturing the relationship. So as women in business, growing and having all these other, uh, I say, prioritizing priorities, sometimes we got to look at ourselves. So for me, I had to look at myself as a wife to see what I was doing and not doing. For me, I had to look at myself as a uh, boss to see, am I trying to be too much of a friend here or is this just my personality and I'm just a friendly person? So what were those challenges for you, Caprice, that you had to balance to say, hey, this is who I am, or maybe I could tweak this a little bit? Well, yeah, that's a great question. And that was part of the struggle, especially in, as a police officer. You would expect the hardcore, I'm in control, whereas my approach was always very um, opposite. Not um, that I couldn't turn it on when it needed to be turned on, but I just love people. And that's the part that I allowed to show up first before the titles that I may wear. So if we were sitting in a, a coffee house, I'd be the girl that would say, hey, I'm getting a cup of coffee. Do you want one? It doesn't matter mm-hmm. to me who you are, that we know each other or not. So to answer your question, yes, it's the time to turn it on and off. But I want to be very clear that we should not be so overly friendly in business because what happens is we get those loose boundaries and we don't know mm-hmm. when to say no. Now, no does not, it's not a bad word. It doesn't mean something negative, even though this, that's the emotion attached to it. No should, from this point forward, in your listeners' lives, mean new opportunities. Doors are closed for reasons. Opportunities are not there for you for reasons. So, no 
doesn't mean something bad. It means new opportunity. And understand sometimes you saying no or showing up and being very direct, which is what I learned to be very direct and not so wishy-washy, you know, take a Mm -hmm. side, say one thing or the other, and not be concerned that someone's going to get pissed off with you or not love or like you. My um, household was very volatile when I grew up, so there was a lack of, you know, everybody has a story, a lack of finances, a lack of nurturing, a lack of something. I came from a lack of many overlapping things, but one of those things was a lack of love. So Imagine a lack of love already existing, but then being a middle child. If you know the birthing order, you know that middle children mm-hmm. always feel like they're in the middle. There's not enough for them ever. So right. there were a lot of components happening, and I feel like I need to say that there are times when you are going to be disliked because of something you said and how you said it. You have to discern who is it that you're bringing, and that goes back to you being authentic. Because when you show up authentically every time, you don't have to remember who you were two days ago or two hmm. weeks ago or who's watching or am I going to be mean to this cashier because someone from my church is standing behind me. Or if I'm going to sell this product, this person for half off and not just know. Be authentic and be real on a level that you make people stand up and take notice that, wow, did she just say that? Not so much did she just say it like that. Because then you give them permission to discredit who you are. Be authentic mm-hmm. and be real, be honest, and be direct. No one can ever complain if you straight up told them how you felt, why you did it, and this is what should happen next. Now, I'm in a position because, you know, when you get past a certain age, you really don't need to care less about what people think mm-hmm. about you. But you have to be mm-hmm. mindful that that does not give you permission just to go out and be mean and rude to people. So in business, you want clients, but you want to be clear about who your clients are. And in life, you want to love on people. There's enough bad stuff and hate out there in the world. So you being direct doesn't mean you're being mean. It just means that you're honest enough, that you know yourself enough to be honest with them. But then maybe there's some things that they need to work on. Mm. Oh, girl, this has been a wonderful, wonderful show. I have truly enjoyed Every minute of it. I mean, every minute, every second. I'm so glad we were able to have you on the show today. If you guys have not picked up your copy of the book, Caprice, okay, before you tell us about the book and where we can get it from again, I know you said everywhere. I want you to be more specific and make sure that everyone has the title of the book, your name, contact information. Um, Tell us what's next for Caprice Smith. What's next for you? I'm so excited. There's so many wonderful things happening. Um, before I flew in the airplane, I went to Florida, and I completed um, against women from all over the country, attorneys, doctors, lawyers from all over the country, and I became Mrs. Corporate America. And you said it earlier that I was now the ambassador. So I'm continuing to speak on that platform and broaden um, the awareness for the pageant. It is the only pageant that shines the spotlight on women in business. I had an opportunity to be one of the MCs this past pageant. So that's going to become a lifelong thing. I'm going back every year and hopefully taking some Marylanders with me. I love for one of your listeners to go back and compete and, and represent our state in a wonderful light. Um, so definitely that's on the um, on the platter. I have book collaborations coming out the air. I'm so excited because they are na- on national levels that you guys have mm. to stay tuned at Caprice Smith to hear all about them. But my work is dedicated to women in business, women who are strong and empowered in business. That is who I serve. 
Um, more specifically, I have an uncuffed intensive day. And on this day, we're going to map out and calm through some mess, some baggage we've been carrying around in our lives and maybe in our growth in our business. And for some people, we're going to decide how that business or what that business should be for them and what it should look like. If you watch television, you have about two seconds to get your message out. We feel in life, we feel like we have these hour-long time spans to hold people's attention when we really don't. So you got to really solidify your message, your product, and get it. Who are you talking to? That needs to be crystal clear. And so on this uncuffed intensive day is on May 21st. And you know what, Angela, as a reward for your listeners for chiming in, and until midnight, I'll give them $20 off. It's a very wow. low rate to begin with, but I'll take an additional $20 off. And it's going to be at the um, Hyatt Place in Baltimore, Maryland, Baltimore County, County, and it's right at um, Capri Smith on Eventbrite. So that's the Uncuff My Life and My Business Intensive Day. Your listeners need to be there. If you're a woman in business, there's no reason why you shouldn't have registered. And um, to get my personal story, Uncuff Behind My Smiles, it's, it's pretty thick. It's a great read. I will caution you. When people pick it up, they say, girl, you should tell me I couldn't put it down because it's <laughs> chapter upon chapter word, a jaw-dropping, no sheep. Oh, my God, I can't believe. And this is what I still mm. hear to this day. It's five-star ratings. Put it, read it, and then put it in someone else's hand is what I always say. Read it and then put it in someone else's hand because they need to know that their stories must be told. And it's called Uncoffee Behind My Smile. And it go right to caprismith.com. It's on Amazon.com. It's in Ukazoo Books in Towson. It's in A Likely Story in Sykesville. So it's all throughout Maryland. And I'm planning stages now to travel the country and just put the book in several bookstores throughout the country. So it just never ends with me. I'm going, you guys will, you've probably already read about me. I've been in so many magazines. You've heard about me. I've been interviewed so often, but I'm not going to stop until my girl Oprah and, and Michelle Obama, we're sitting there on our yacht and we're talking about remember mm. back when women had to be quiet. <laughs> that is my purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, girl, I mean, this show was so rewarding. It was rewarding to me. I'm, I know it was rewarding to our listeners. You are an amazing, amazing, amazing Aww. person. That's you. And thank you. I'm so humbled by you. Thank you. Yes, and there's nothing more that I can say besides thank you. Thank you for sharing oh your story. Thank you for knowing that you have a purpose and a mission and a vision that should be shared with the world. And thank you for looking in the mirror and seeing something greater than what was standing in front of you at that time. So, you know, I I just give thanks for this, this segment. I give thanks for this interview. And I hope this is one of many, many more interactions with you, Ms. Capri Smith. You are awesome. Hey. That is you, girl, and we, look, I call, as I call all of my amazing partners, I call them partners in crime that are changing the world one message at a time, well, I will meet you at the top. Thank you for the opportunity. Sounds good. Wonderful. You guys, it's Capri Smith. If you if you haven't heard about it until now, just sign on. Hold on tight, right? <laughs> thank you. you. We, we just thank you. All right, thank I'm going to go so ahead much. and um, – take you off the call, but continue listening. We're just about finished, but I just, again, I enjoyed this show with you, and if you have anybody, Caprice, that might have missed the show, I'll be reposting on Facebook the um, archive link, so you can have anybody replay this, or you can listen to it yourself after tonight. Oh, I always send them out and make sure that 
everyone's hearing the amazing words that we're sharing. So, yes, I'm going to share it everywhere, and I encourage your listeners to do the same thing. That's great. Thank you, honey. Have a wonderful night. Okay. Wow, you guys, that was such an awesome, awesome interview. I mean, I was inspired. I felt like I, you know, she said partner in crime, and that's what it feels like when you have like-minded people, when you have like-minded people that you can actually feel like you're connected to and and see the world the same way. You know, so often we run into people that don't really have the same vision issue or you can't really connect with where they kind of take in what they see on the news and live in fear all the time, 24-7. You know, it gets to be a little challenging. And I remember when I felt like I did not know anyone who I could relate to. I remember when I felt so alone, not lonely, but felt alone just because it was like, Oh, everybody on this earth just seems like they're just so negative or they feel like they're just so miserable and unhappy. So as my circle is growing, as I'm meeting people like Capri Smith, as I'm as I'm enlarging my, my territory of friends or associates and people that are like minded, it feels so good. It's, it feels so refreshing. Let me let me just say you will attract what you put out there. You will attract what you put out there. So if you're wondering why everybody around you is so mean and nasty, mm, look in the mirror. What are you putting out there? If you're wondering why everybody around you is like, take, 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 and you feel like everybody's about to get you and take what you have, and look in the mirror. That mindset did not just populate anyway. It's called the law of attraction. The law of attraction is real. If you're putting good out there, if you're, if you're monitoring your thoughts, if you're looking at your, the perspective of how you're looking at things, you will be okay. I'm telling you, it's, you know, as a man thinker, that is the biggest thing that you have to realize is that you are in control of your thoughts. We've got a show on that before. Um, the title itself escapes me from the beginning, but it was a show early on where, we looked at our thought. Oh, the power of our words and thoughts. We did that show a while back in July of last year. Um, but that that is just that the power of your words and thoughts. Take a minute to reflect on what you are saying, what you are thinking, what you are speaking into existence for yourself. This world is not just, <clears throat> excuse me, this world is not just, you know, great for myself. It's not just great for Capri Smith. It's not just great for the Oprahs of the world and all those famous people that are lucky and somehow figured it out. No, 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 no. There is greatness for you, too. There is greatness that is available and is yours to have. Claim your birthright of greatness. Claim your birthright of greatness. Whew. Such a powerful show. I can't wait to re-listen to this show myself and have my pen and paper out. Capri Smith was an awesome guest. Um, what I can see, wow, why she's on the road to being a national motivator, why she is a national motivator. And I just encourage you guys to just re-listen to this show, re-listen to it and take notes and just study some of the things that we're saying to you. And no, are we, in no way are we saying that it can't be done. It can be done. It can be done, but it starts with you. All right. You've been listening to Total Empowerment Talk Radio, where beauty is enhanced both inside and out. 
I am Angela Hardy saying love yourself, let go, and let God, and please, 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 please stay out of your own way. Life is good, y'all, and have fun creating the life that you deserve. Got a new walk and a new point of view A new purpose for everything I do I got a, a new rule only Real close around If you were wondering I'm about to tell you nothing It's the same pretty face but a brand new smile Same lettuce, but she ain't walking, she 